0: Can you imagine your life where money is your friend, working with you to achieve all your dreams and desires? If you struggle seeing money as your friend, then join Kathy Cook-Noble, financial advisor and educator on understanding how your money can work for you. It is possible. Now, here is Financially Speaking with Kathy Cook-Noble.
1: Good afternoon, everyone, and welcome to the Inspired Choices Network. You're listening to Financially Speaking. And I'm your host, Kathy Cook-Noble. We come together every Monday night and we tackle something financial or uh, investing related or money related and uh, all things in my world come back to money anyway. So we can talk about just about anything Um, because that's generally where the conversation leads where people have either confusion or questions or want an explanation about stuff they've seen or heard on TV and they don't quite understand it because... um, what I find a lot in my, my real life, uh, my day job as an advisor and a bookkeeper in a financial uh, services institution, is that most people are trying to understand stuff that doesn't have anything to do with them. They're trying to understand their neighbor or they're trying to understand what's happening on TV or they're trying to understand um, something they overheard and they are not sure if that should be related to them or not. And the truth of the matter is you really only need to understand your own stuff. And I say it all the time, and I'll say it again, that everyone has that ability to understand their own stuff. You don't necessarily have to understand your neighbor or, (coughs) excuse me, um, like the Warren Buffets or any of the people that we see or hear about on TV, but you do just have to understand your own stuff. And that's what we try and do here. We also, um, every so often, get to have special guests join us and tonight is no exception we started a series on youth and investing and all aspects of investing we've had a young couple talking to us about buying their first home and we have another special young lady with us tonight who is going to talk to us about investing how she got involved in finance um a little bit of her story and we're going to talk to her about how she really helps people her age actually um understanding finance because Cause she also knows that she can understand her own stuff and she does understand her own stuff. And I'm going to introduce you to Ashley Quinn Hogan. She was born in a small town in St. Thomas, Ontario, Canada. And from a very young age, she took an interest in finance and business and investing and currently and I, I'm going to say currently, but we're going to talk about that. She's an undergraduate student at the University of Western Ontario, which is now known as Western University. It used to be the University of Western Ontario when I was there. Now it's Western University in London, Ontario, Canada. Uh, she was studying criminology and psychology, and she is going to be in the fall of this year, 2021, moving on to uh, another program that we'll talk about with her MA in criminology, and. Although her specialization, I have not said, is business and finance, um, she's very well-rounded and she does understand a lot about business and finance, which is pretty fantastic. She's a firm believer that investing with young people and educating yourself in the world of finance is very important. And she's also a very active volunteer, not just in London, but also in St. Thomas. She goes between both her communities, where she was born and where she lives. And she's dedicated to giving back to the communities and also advocacy advocating for those marginalized in society and we will talk to her about that as well her interests are reading baking hiking and listening to financially speaking which is also very cool <laughs> so welcome to the show Ashley thank you for having me it is so my pleasure and I, I love all the time I probably told you this and um Ashley has a sister that uh I know as well at and I always say, I, I love talking to people at your age because there's just so much opportunity and you have so many years ahead for compound interest and investing. And it's just really exciting when you're at that age. And there's so many more things that we can do. There's always stuff we can do. And I like the the excitement of each particular um, puzzle <laughs> or each particular plan. But uh, when they're your, when they're people your age, there's so many opportunities all the way around, not just investing. But uh, tell us a little bit about yourself and where you're at and how you got to where you are right now. Sure. Um, like you said,
2: I am a student at Western University. I actually will be graduating in June. I just finished up my final exams for my final year. And come September, I'm going to be starting my master's um, at the University of Ontario Institute of Technology. Um, like you said, it's not in business or finance. It's in criminology. Um but um, a lot of my interest is in in business and finance and investing Um, and and like you said, um, it's a really important part of my life um, as well as as criminology and and volunteering. And a lot of the volunteer work I do um, is with Correctional Service of Canada, um, as well as the Forensic Mental Health Center in St. Thomas. And um, those those things are um, opportunities that I hold close to my heart. but yeah, so that's sort of where I'm at right now. And um, yeah.
1: So how did you get into criminology? Cause I don't think you started in criminology when you first enrolled at Western.
2: I absolutely did not start in criminology. Um, it's always been an interest. You know, I've always been one of those kids that was interested in crime shows and true crime novels and all of that. And I always just thought of it as, you know, that an interest. Um, so when I started university, I didn't even start at Western, I started at Queens, um, which might ruffle some feathers, but um, I started there in, in biology. Um, I had it in my mind that I was going to be some form of of scientist, um, and I finished my first year. Not only did I change programs, I changed schools. <laughs> um, I was, you know, kind of off the mark there, but um, I didn't dislike biology. It's still something I enjoy. It's actually my minor. So my majors are psych and crim and my minor is biology because it is something I do enjoy. Um, But when I got to Western, um, you know, psychology was something that I had thought about and I was debating between, you know, starting school in biology or starting in psychology. And so I said, well, I didn't really love the biology program. So let's try the psychology program. And so I tried that and I enjoyed it. And then, you know, I took some sociology courses and decided to just do both. I couldn't decide. So I did both. And um, I ended up where I am now, which I mean, um, is, is a great place to be.
1: Absolutely. And I think for our American friends that are listening, it would be a fair comparison to say, just to give you an idea of how smart Ashley is her switching from Queens to Western would be similar to somebody saying I'm going from like Princeton or Yale to Harvard or moving around some of those and, and Canadian context. That would be, that would be the way, that I would, ex- I would explain her changing schools. It was it was a lateral move for sure. <laughs> she, she definitely, they're both extremely good schools going to Princeton or Harvard or, or Yale in the States would be an equivalent of the two of them, wouldn't you say?
2: I'm, I'm going to say that. Yeah.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's pretty much how it is. I know it's, it's different in Canada and for the American listeners, they might be like, Oh, I don't know that school. Well, they'll, they'll be able to relate to that because that's <laughs> the Canadian version. Um, so, and that's fantastic. He worked very, very hard. And uh, I know throughout your, your uh, the, the journey that you made some adjustments and uh, you know, with schools and programs and stuff like that. And that's, not easy even just uh, emotionally, let alone financially, because you had to move. So people know Queens is not in London. <laughs> it's not even <laughs> close to London. It's what, far five hours away? It's five hours. Yeah. Yeah, Five hours, Kingston. Yeah. So you made a, a huge move geographically too. So how, do you, how did you come about making those decisions and who did you talk to and, and the advice that you got?
2: Yeah. So um, like you were saying, I, I grew up in St. Thomas. So a small town and you know towards the end of my my high school years I really you know got an itch to get out like get away from from St. Thomas and the easy move is to go to Western um, which is in London which is 30 minutes away um that's what my sister did and that's what a bunch of my friends did um but you know I I kind of wanted to, to look at some options and see you know how I could fare on my own for a bit and so Queens you know was a nice school like you said it was um it's a prestigious school, it's, it's a great school. Um, and so I decided to go there. It was far enough away that I didn't have to, you know, I, I was kind of on my own, but it was close enough that I didn't have to hop on any planes or anything. Um, and that was kind of a decision I honestly, you know, I made on my own. Uh, my family, you know, they gave me a lot of freedom and deciding where I wanted to go to school and what program I wanted to pursue. So it's kind of up to me and I made that decision. Um, and it was a great decision, I think if, you know, a lot of people say you kind of ended up back where you were. I kind of ended up back in London, um, but I think that, you know, being away for just that year, it, you know, there was a lot of maturing a lot of growing up that happened. And if I didn't do it, I think I would, you know, be wondering right now what would have happened if I did do it. Um, so I'm glad I did. And the the transferring of schools was something that again was very, um, kind of on my own. Um, I did talk to my sister because she was at Western and I talked to her about the process, Um, but everyone was excited for me to come home. Um, When I kind of hinted at it, the idea that, you know, well, I'm kind of thinking about going back to Western for my second year. Everyone was like warm and welcoming, you know, um, it'll be great to have you back in the area. And um, my sister was happy to have me there as well. Um, Because that's all I have heard about from her university career, because she's been there for like a hundred years, is how great Western is. So, Yeah, so I always had my family
1: involved in those decisions, Um, but it was,
2: they were good decisions.
1: And for people that aren't uh, completely accustomed to the Canadian university atmosphere, it's not like the U.S. where you apply for all these scholarships and, um, you know, you get a basketball scholarship or hockey Mm -hmm. scholarship. Yeah, there's some that that, uh, definitely exist but it's not like in the U.S. where it's especially for uh, male sports where there's a big deal for football and baseball and basketball and hockey and stuff like that where you get these huge scholarships and and uh, you get this free ride basically (laughs) for school. Um, You were very strategic and you were very organized with your finances and you organized yourself so that you you knew in advance how much you needed and the planning of courses and maybe just share a little bit because I, uh, I know you're very organized with that stuff. And maybe for, for people that are starting out in uh, their career with school, how would you recommend that they get themselves organized to keep track of that?
2: Yeah, so it's definitely something you want to think about sooner rather than later. Um, I know I'm going to laugh because my, neither of my parents went to post-secondary. And my dad tells me this story every single time I see him um someone came to his door to start um education savings plans for me my sister and we were really young and he said that he closed the door in their face basically and said my kids aren't going to college I never went to college and as soon as you know my sister and I were 16 17 18 and we started talking about you know we want to go to university he was like damn like I really should have you know taken them up on that offer but um it was okay and Um, it gave both my sister and I the opportunity to fund our own educations um, and, you know, look for opportunities to sort of pull ourselves up by our own bootstraps. Um, And so, you know, there's a lot of opportunities for students who don't have education savings plans and who don't come from, you know, very wealthy families because university is a huge investment. And uh, my sister and I were lucky enough to Um, you know, stumble across some of those resources, um, like OSAP, for example, scholarships, grants. um, And we went to a fantastic high school that, you know, gave us access to those resources. Um, And on top of that, it was, you know, being diligent and knowing what we wanted and then seeking that out. So, you know, getting part-time jobs and saving money so that,
1: you know, we could pursue this education that we both really, really wanted. Yeah absolutely and and i'm going to ask you cuz i know the the time between when you graduated from undergrad and i graduated from undergrad is a few years <laughs> sure <laughs> and uh, there's there was a big difference in my in my generation of uh, when the parents paid for school how the kids behaved at school versus the kids who just like you described had to be a little bit more diligent and a little bit more focused on how those mechanics work of getting through school and how they did in school. And I, we're going to, we're up to our first break. And I want to ask you you get back. Um, what, what's your opinion on, and, and I'm not saying it's a bad thing. <clears throat> I have clients who pay for their kids education and I think it's, <clears throat> excuse me, I think it's wonderful if you can do it for sure. But there's also a lot of benefit to people who are going to school like you who are doing it the way you and your sister did it, where you rely on yourself and your wits and your ability to budget and and hold a part-time job while you're in school. And I wanna ask you if you think there's a difference in the the appreciation or the outcome of marks based on uh, who's paying (laughs) for school. So we're gonna take our first break of the night Uh, Don't go anywhere. We have a very, very special guest, uh, Ashley Quinn Hogan. She's with us tonight, and she's going to help us with the the younger generation on getting their financial house in order, starting to even look at having a financial house and understanding that everybody does have some kind of estate. So we need to start talking about it as soon as we can. So don't go anywhere. You're listening to Financially Speaking on the Inspired Choices Network. I am your host, Kathy Cook-Noble, and we will be right back.
0: It is possible. Listen for Financially Speaking Radio Show every Monday at 4 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 3 p.m. Central, 2 p.m. Mountain, and 1 p.m. Pacific on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. Are you a subject matter expert? Are you here to share your expertise with an audience waiting to hear from you in only the way you can deliver? Email become a host at inspiredchoicesnetwork.com. This is the Financially Speaking Show with financial advisor and educator Kathy Cook Noble. To participate in the program, join our live studio audience in our chat room at inspiredchoicesnetwork.com. You can also make the choice to ask or comment by email by sending to Kathy at bookkeepplus.ca. Now back to the program.
1: Welcome back, everyone. You are listening to Financially Speaking on the Inspired Choices Network. I am your host, Kathy Cook-Noble, and tonight we're here with a special guest, guest Ashley Quinn Hogan, and she is one of the, the experts on youth investing that is going to be helping other uh, young people get started and just understanding a little bit about finance in terms of um, when would you start? Why would you start? Um, but before I went to break, we were talking about education and, uh, her, her, well, and her sister, but specifically Ashley, they both have a passion for learning and, and, uh, do very well in school and have done very well. And, and Ashley's moving on to the master's program in the fall. So before we went to break, I had mentioned that, do you find that there's a difference between, um, the appreciation of somebody paying for your education versus you having either to pay for it yourself or in part pay for it yourself. Did you find that in your undergrad that because Western uh, Western university is, is a fairly uh, well um, situated school. It's got some very affluent individuals there. And um, did you find that the quality of the degree or the quality of the pride in the learning, I suppose was different for those who paid for it themselves or had to pay for of it versus having somebody else do it for them
2: yeah i think like a lot of things i think that um, your appreciation for something is higher when you have something personally invested in it Um, and you know it's an education is not a cheap thing Um, it doesn't come you know come easy to a lot of people and i know for for me that's that's all i can speak to really is I really, really appreciate the time and the dedication that goes into the degree, but also that has went into making the money and saving the money that allowed me to actually pursue that degree. And, you know, I have friends whose parents, you know, either contributed fully or contributed, you know, somewhat to their education, um, which, as you said before, is is a great thing. It's a beautiful thing. But um, I do, I have noticed there is you know, a little bit less of that, that appreciation on, on some counts, I'm not saying that's always the case. But um, one thing I've, I've got to learn is that when you pay for something on your own, because money is, you know, a hot commodity. Today, when you you've got to pay, pay for something on your own, um, you end up appreciating it a lot more, and valuing it a lot more. And, you know, so I'm glad, you know, I wouldn't trade anything for the world. If, you know, my parents are millionaires, and they had, paid for my university, I'm, I'm still, you know, really glad that I got the opportunity to pay for it myself.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. And you can tell by the way that you've uh, treated your education, that that's the case. Um, so let's talk a little bit about investing and getting started, your interest in investing. Um, do, do you guys, and I want to know, because I'm, I'm curious, if on campus or, or in your friends, like if you're, I know with COVID, you're not hanging around like you used to, but um, when you did, is, does the conversation ever come up about planning for your future and when do you start investing or how do you invest or, or hey, who here is investing or saving their money? Do those conversations take place?
2: Um, not often. In my circle anyway, I know that there's um, some circles on campus and you know, um, you know know acquaintances of mine, they've had the conversation about investing, um, but what that investment looks like can be very, very different. But in my particular circle, um, there's not a lot of conversation around it. And if there is, it's something that I've brought up. <laughs> um, but I remember the, the example that's coming to mind is um, a few months ago, I, I mentioned that I was meeting with you um, to sign some paperwork for life insurance. And everyone's like, All my friends were like, "Why? Why are you getting life insurance? You're, you know, 22. I think I was 22 um, or 23 years old, and uh, you know, it's not something that people know a lot about, Um, and I think it's, you know, taken for granted."
1: Absolutely. And in those conversations, because it's funny, I will tell you, I had this very similar conversations when I was your age, only it was my sister that would say, "What is wrong with you? That's so morbid. Why would you talk about life insurance?" (laughs) And now she says to me, because, you know, we're talking 20 years later or 25 years later, she'll say, why didn't you make me? <laughs> and I just think it's funny because it's easy at my age to look back and say, but I told you and, but you are that age. And I'm and saying, why are you talking about life insurance? So what do you say to people when they, they say something to you about, well, why are you investing your money or why are you, I mean, that's for old people. <laughs>
2: Well, my first, my first reaction is to, you know, give them, you know, a little laugh and say, oh, you'll see like (laughs) 20 (laughs) years, then come talk to me. But, um, no, for the most part, um, you know, I don't, I don't enjoy that. You know, I told you so moment, so I'm not looking forward to that by any means. Um, you know, people in my life that, you know, haven't, um, really thought about investing or haven't thought about, um those more mature conversations or endeavors. I just try and tell them what I know. Um, at the end of the day it's their decision, it's not mine. Um, but I know my sister, for example, um, you know, her and I had a lot of conversations. I started investing sooner than she did. Um, and it was kind of a push to get her to take that leap as well. Um, and to my knowledge, there's no there's no regrets there. But um, that's what I try to do with, with all of my relationships is, you know, pass on what I know and, and what I've um, received out of investing in myself and in my future. Um, and people can take from that what
1: they will. And, and to tell the truth, is it that hard when, when we sat down the first time, was it where you were super overwhelmed and you are like, Oh, this is going to be really complicated and difficult, or is it really fairly easy?
2: it's the easiest i don't say it's the easiest thing in the world but it's so easy Um, yeah i mean definitely the fear of the unknown right it was something new um so coming into it i was a little bit nervous but as soon as you and i met for the first time and we you know we spoke and we we made a plan it was um it was the easiest thing
1: yeah and and staying on the plan how how easy is that when If people ask you about that, because it's, it's an ongoing thing. It's not just, Hey, today I decided I'm going to do something and it's not an every day where we would talk, but it it is an ongoing plan. So how easy is it to stay on plan?
2: For me, it's, um, it's like second nature. It's a habit. Um, it's not something I honestly think about every day. Um, but like you do have those, uh, the ability to check how your, you know, your investments are doing and stuff like that. And that's really motivating. Um, so. That is, that's encouraging and that motivates me to stay, um, you know, with the plan. But I think that just knowing that, you know, this this plan is is meant for your future, um, to me, that keeps me on track. And it, you know, really motivates me to, to continue doing it and continuing growing that money.
1: That's awesome. And the, the, when we talked about the plan of getting you on track, um, we talked about it in terms of your future self too, didn't we? And it wasn't just, uh, oh, you're going to be 20 and that's that it's going to be, well, when you're 30, when you're 40, when you're 80, when you're hundred, the, so when, just so people know that when we talk about financial planning, it's not just about today. And, and yeah, the education, of course, we talked more about than we did retirement <laughs> because that's the stage that you're in. But um, planning, don't you find that it's it really is the whole spectrum of time that you're going to be the different uh, ages you're going to be hitting?
2: Yeah, and I think like the younger you are, so I think I was 18, turning 19 when I started investing, and you know the younger you are, I think the more obviously the more time you have, so um, you know the more option you have for you know different milestones, and like you said, education was a big part of mine. But, you know, it's also like edu- education's ongoing. So we've also started looking at, you know, retirement plans, uh, you know, down payment for a house, um, all these other things that, you know, are 5, 10, 15, 20 years, even more than that down the road. Um, and so, yeah, like investing young, it opens up all of these areas, um, as opposed to if you were someone starting out when you were 50, um, who, you know, just has, you know, retirement to, to save for.
1: And do you find that at your age talking about retirement and the future is, um, is because I have different reactions with people where they're like, oh, that's so far away. Or, or I can't even think about that because I can't even imagine being that old, but do you, how is your reaction when you think about, oh, my retirement, which you're, you haven't even started your career because you're just finishing off your education part of it. (laughs) But how does, how does that affect you? Does it, does it give you some sense of calm and security knowing that you have a plan or does it give you a feeling like, wow, that's just so far away. I can't wrap my head around it.
2: Um, it's absolutely reassuring, um, because, you know, like you said, it is, you know, 40 plus years in the future, but it's definitely coming right. Whether, you know, it's, um, whether I want to admit to it or not, it's something that's going to happen. So why not prepare for it now? You know, one of the things that I like to think about, not just in the financial aspects of my life, but in every part of my life, is, um, you know, instant versus delayed gratification, right? You can either, you know, enjoy something and have it easy now and hard later, or you can, you know, sweat it out a little bit now and then have it easy later. And I always choose to go with the latter, which is, you know, not necessarily that it's a hard thing to invest money, but to, you know, put that money aside and not enjoy all of, you know, reap its, all of its benefits right now, but put that away for later so that in 40 years, I have that and it's, it's delayed gratification. And it's, you know, it's easier later. So I rather deal with the, you know, maybe not having the, the two vacations a year right now.
1: Yeah. And it kind of works out because you, with COVID, you're, you're stuck at home studying anyway. (laughs) Exactly. So it should be a year where it's easier for people to invest, but I can tell you it's not happening so much. (laughs) Uh, And do you find um, in your age group, I know it depends on what group you're in and I know you mentioned on campus and like other schools, they might have investment clubs or, and i in the business school. I think you probably see a lot more of that than the general campus but uh, did you ever see anything like that in school or um, were you ever a part of any of those clubs either before university or during university?
2: Um, yeah like you said I know there's definitely I'm sure that Ivy Business School has something going on over there um, that I'm not very familiar with but um, in, in high school you know it's it's not really mandatory and like none of my friends took you know business classes or classes on finance or anything like that. Um, but I did, I took you know business and accounting and that's where I got the bare bones, the bare basics of my knowledge. Um, and that's where my interest developed. But what I find is there's not a lot of resources or information out there available to people my age in particular. And then they fall into this trap of not realizing it until they're in their thirties or forties that, you know, crap, I should have learned this sooner.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And perfect timing, because we're up to our second break already. Can you believe it? <laughs> uh, time flies in cyber time, I guess. Uh, <laughs> so we're going to take our second break tonight. And when we come back, we're going to talk to Ashley about um, what's next. And she's off to do her master's, like I mentioned, but that's not going to be in London. So that's another change in venue. So we'll, when she comes back, we're going to find out what that looks like for her and uh, what that does to her uh changing her life once again and uprooting herself and going someplace else so don't go anywhere you are listening to financially speaking on the inspired choices network and we are um very very excited and and privileged to have ashley with us tonight because she is going to help us just like the other youths with um helping the the younger generation understand about finance and investing and and taking some of the fear out because Sometimes it's easy when your parents tell you or somebody your parents' age tells you, but it's entirely different to hear it from someone your own age. So don't go anywhere. We will be right back.
0: Too many of us get caught up in the unreal lives of reality television and complete to acquire stuff, which is setting us up to accumulate lots of debt. We're scared, confused, and don't know who to talk to. In the dust. This is the Financially Speaking Show with financial advisor and educator, Kathy Cook-Noble. To participate in the program, join our live studio audience in our chat room at InspireChoicesNetwork.com. You can also make the choice to ask or comment by email by sending to kathy at bookkeepplus.ca. Now back to the program.
1: Welcome back, everyone. You are listening to Financially Speaking on the Inspired Choices Network. I'm your host, Kathy Cook Noble. And we are excited because we have a special guest tonight, Ashley Quinn Hogan. And we've been talking about youth investing. Uh, we're also excited at the network because we have a new mobile app. And it is down, you can download it now. It's available now. It's su- super easy. It's fantastic. Um, kind of like The way Ashley describes finance, it's easy for people to to do and easy to access. Um, So download it from Apple or the Android app. You can listen live. You can enjoy our podcasts and TV episodes wherever you are now with your smartphones. And you can also join us in the chat room too. So click on the shows, scroll to the bottom, and then click chat room. And you can go check it out. It's absolutely free. It's just search for Inspired Choices Network. And while you're there, join the contest because there's a contest going on right now with the network. And all the details are on on the app, on our website, or you can reach out and email any of the hosts and we can get that for you as well. So inspiredchoicesnetwork.com is where you can um, see everything or through the Inspired Choices Network app. Um, And Ashley, we were just talking about... um, before we went to break, we were talking about uh, what's next for you, where where you're going next. Um, what's it look like for you in the fall? Because we said you're going to be doing your master's degree, uh, but you're doing it in a different school. And where is that school? Like how far away from where you are right now?
2: Um, yeah, so it's about two hours from London, um, give or take, depending on how fast to speed. Um, but in Oshawa, so Ontario Tech. Um, is where I will be ending up in September.
1: Yeah. And what's what's next on your your list? You're looking to do your master's degree and then you might be there for a few years, huh?
2: Yeah, we <laughs> might. Uh, there's some ideas kicking around in my brain. Um, we might sprinkle in a PhD. Um, but you know, one step at a time.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Some planning was going into that. That's for sure. <laughs> um, so so tell us what's getting started um like you you have a, a I always say you have a very and I sound like I talk about you all the time but <laughs> every once in a while I do use you as an example of how you got it together <laughs> and you had a uh, you have a pretty unique perspective uh from a lot of youths and I, and I and I feel bad because when people talk about kids in their 20s and and they're young adults not kids but they hear all oh, these kids are not, not they're not holding a job they're not doing this I think oh there's a couple of instantly and you're one that pops to mind. I'm like, no, no, she's doing it right. And when you got started, what's, what's one thing you wish you had known, you know, maybe back when you were 18 or 19, when you first started, before you started investing, what's something you wish you had known then or even known earlier than 18 or 19?
2: I guess I wish I would have known, you know, how easy it is and how rewarding it is um, to invest because, like I said earlier, um, before our break, there's, there's not a lot of resources available to, to students, um, you know, 17, 18, 19, when that's the age that you actually should be thinking about those things. Um, and resources, you know, in terms of school, in terms of their parents, because a lot of the time, you know, the parents are at the age where they're just getting started. Um, so it's, it's unrealistic for them to put that expectation on their child as well. Um, but I wish I would have known, um, you know, a little bit more about, um, how easy it is to invest and how important it is, um, for, you know, young adults to have that future started.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. Um, what, what's been one of the big, cause I know you mentioned, and, and I agree with you, there's not a lot of, um, super resources out there, but what is one of the resources that you would say was, was pretty helpful to you?
2: Um, I think the main one that's coming to mind is, um, you know, I, I've been out of high school for a few years, but um, there are opportunities in high school to take courses in business and accounting. And I know it's not directly related to, you know, um, investing in finance and things like that, but it gives you a taste of how important it is to gain that financial literacy and to gain some aspect of, you know, I should start thinking about this now. Um, and I know in my high school business class um, we had, there's a program in St. Thomas, and it's actually um, all over Southwestern Ontario called Junior Achievement. And um, I'm sure most of us are familiar if you're from the area, um, but they came to our business class and they're going to business classes all throughout high schools in St. Thomas um, and talking to students about how important you know, it is to consider business. Um, and that was one of the, the extracurriculars that I did in, think I was in grade 10 or 11 Um, and even that that gave me my first taste of what it's like to you know um, look at the finances of a business and just you know gain
1: experience looking at
2: why finance is an essential part of everybody's life and a part of you know daily life as it is.
1: Yeah and and that's actually a really good program that you brought up to Junior Achievement and uh, for those of us that are familiar with it Um, and those of you that aren't I'll just share a little bit that that's where businesses and the youth come together and through the schools and they directly have business um, community business people uh, guide them on understanding how to put business plans together and um, a bit of entrepreneurship really It's, it's kind of like training or teaching a little bit of entrepreneurship for for people in high school so that they learn a little bit about how to understand reading numbers and, and why it's important to know what your costs are in certain things so that you can make a profit in business, but it's the same principles in your personal life as it is in your business. You want to make sure there's more money coming in than there is going out <laughs> at the end of the month. And I think that that's a really good concept for people to learn and, and a really good principle that they should get a good handle on. So that's very good. Uh, that program. I'm glad you brought that up. That's really a good one. Um, What's some advice that you would give to people and what age would you give them advice to start uh, looking and talking about money? Uh,
2: Start now. It doesn't matter how old you are. Um, It could be, you know, 17, 18, you could be younger, you could be older. Um, It's never too early to start. Um, You know, you don't want to You know be that person you know I I have those family members that are always like I should have started when I was your age Um, don't be them be the person that starts you know when you're 18 19 20 Um, whatever age you are now is the time to get started um, and to really start thinking about your financial future
1: yeah absolutely great advice Uh, so what so we've got a couple years left of school now (laughs) Um, What does it look like when you're out um, for you? What kind of career are we, are you thinking you're going to pursue? Maybe a career in finance? I don't know. (laughs) Yeah,
2: at this point, you know, I'm kind of all over the place um, in terms of, you know, what my degrees are and and what my, um, you know, my knowledge base is. Um, Like you said, I have two years of, you know, my master's to see, you know, what I like in the field of criminology. Um, my research is gonna focus around um, reintegration, recidivism. Um, those are two things that are very important to me and I'm fairly confident that that's where my career is gonna be headed is in the area of um, looking at how programs and policies can be implemented and altered to account for more effective reintegration and rehabilitation of um, Canada's prison population um but you know i'm also considering a phd um and a couple of the programs i'm looking at there one is forensic psychology and that would take me you know a little bit more into the prison system and and again a little more hands-on so um, right now nothing's set in stone but um, definitely um, i'm a big advocate for you know working with um, prisoners in canada um, and working in the, the criminal legal system in canada
1: yeah, absolutely. And the, the path that you're on because you've done so much planning and, and uh, you're, you're very aware of your situation and your finances and where you're going to live and, and good on the planning and stuff. Um, do, you go, do you go forward into this with excitement uh, or do you go into it with a little bit of like, whoa, I'm not really sure <laughs> where I'm going to end up yet? or is there any fear that anything that you're fearful about or how are you approaching all of it
2: right now? It's still, you know, it's still made mostly excitement. It's, you know, um, you know, moving. So I'm going to be leaving. I'm going to be moving two hours away. Um, The first time I've lived outside London in about four years, Um, you know, a new school, you know, new peers, a new, you know, topic of study, a new degree. Um, So right now it's a lot of excitement, but you know, the fear will trickle in. Um, It's inevitable, you know, changes is is something that's scary to human beings. But um, I think more than anything, I'm excited um, to sort of, you know, uproot myself again and and branch out and, you know, see what Oshawa has to offer, see what, you know, this master's program has to offer and see how I can, you know, the next chapter of my life, I guess.
1: Yeah, exactly. Uh, And how have things changed for you? Because uh, obviously with COVID um, happening, uh and the new changes that we have under um you know social distancing and online learning and all that kind of stuff how has that affected you currently and how is that going to affect your your future program
2: um yeah all you know my school and i know a lot of the universities if not all of them they're really you know determined to be back in person full-time in september um and i'm all for that i haven't been in a classroom in over a year, um, yeah, it's been like this whole last year. I haven't stepped foot on campus for an academic purpose anyway, but um, which you know, it's it's kind of you know not a great way to spend your last year. Um, so I'm hoping that come September I will have that opportunity to be on campus. Either way, if we're online, which at this point nothing will surprise me anymore um, I'm still going to make that move. And, you know, um, London's given me, you know, a lot. Um, so it's time to, you know, see what somewhere else has to offer regardless of, you know, whether it's going to be in person or not.
1: Yeah. Excellent. That it's over. It's been a year, eh? Wow. Yeah. Year goes fast. (laughs) Absolutely. So does an hour because we're up to our third break, if you can believe it. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so we're going to take our, our third and final break of the night and when we come back we'll get um, Ashley's final thoughts and I'll I'll put her in the hot seat and just ask her uh, if we had reverse roles what should I ask her that I didn't ask her and that she would like to share with us so uh, don't go anywhere you're listening to Financially Speaking on the Inspired Choices Network I'm your host Kathy Cook Noble and our special guest tonight has been Ashley Quinn Hogan and she will be joining us right back so don't go anywhere.
0: Live a life you can afford and enjoy. It is possible. Listen for Financially Speaking Radio Show every Monday at 4 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 3 p.m. Central, 2 p.m. Mountain, and 1 p.m. Pacific on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. This is The Financially Speaking Show with financial advisor and educator Kathy Cook Noble. To participate in the program, join our live studio audience in our chat room at inspiredchoicesnetwork.com. You can also make the choice to ask or comment by email by sending to kathy at bookkeepplus.ca. Now back to the program.
1: Welcome back, everyone. You are listening to Financially Speaking on the Inspired Choices Network. And we have had a very special guest tonight with us, Ashley Quinn Hogan, Uh, uh, very extraordinary young lady who is starting her master's program, uh, pursuing that in the fall. Just graduating from her undergraduate uh, graduate degree at Western University in London, um, has taken a a very uh, very good and I'm going to say easy approach to investing in the sense that um, she makes it very easy to understand and she understands it all her stuff herself, and uh, it's it's something that. I think is just incredible because she lives exactly what I believe can happen is where you can understand your own stuff and you can start early and you can be involved and you can start these great habits at a younger age. Um, and I just think it's a wonderful thing. That's why we're doing a, a series with some, some younger investors and, uh, younger individuals, because I, I personally think they get a bad rap. <laughs> they, they get, uh, they get a lot of, Uh, bad press about uh, their work habits and buying houses and financial responsibility. And I think, you know what, there's some pretty spectacular youth out there and and we just, I just happen to be lucky enough to know some of them. So uh, I'm really grateful that you came Ashley tonight. Uh, And before we went to break, I was asking you what, what have I missed asking or, or what is it that you'd like to share that I haven't brought up tonight?
2: Yeah, I guess one thing would be, um, just for young people that are listening, or, you know, parents of of young adults, um, you don't have to have, you know, a massive sum of money to start. Um, That's the beauty of having time and starting early, right? Um, You know, like I said, I've funded my own education. Um, You know, I've had the opportunity to to, ha- to access my own finances and to assess those and, and to utilize those my own way. Um, and that's the beauty of investment and starting young is that you're giving yourself, or in the case of parents, you're giving your child that opportunity to start um, looking at their future. And it doesn't have to be, you know, some giant sum of money that's, you know, coming from um, wealth or anything like that. It's, you can start small and, and over time, you know, the beauty of time is that you have that compounding um, for you. Um, So I think that's something important to note as well is is that you don't have to come into it with a ton of money. Um, Start with what you have and then work from there.
1: Yeah, that's great advice. You're absolutely right. Um, And so with that, what would, what would you say financial freedom looks like for you? If you could say, Hey, my financial freedom picture is this, what would that look like?
2: For me? I like, having, you know, the freedom to do, you know, eventually, right now, you know, um, I am a young adult, and I am very cautious about, about what I do. But eventually, you know, to have that freedom to send, you know, money on things that that I want, and not necessarily, you know, luxury, you know, extravagant things, but having the freedom to, you know, spend that money the way that you want to spend it. And knowing that you're not, you know, just, Um, throwing money out there, um, but having a plan for spending it and then having something to fall back on, um, which is right now, that's the purpose of my investments is I always have that there as sort of, you know, a support in case something were to happen. Um, That's, that's my financial freedom is is having something to fall back on.
1: And do you find that just having started financial planning and, and, you know, obviously you mentioned life insurance and that, does that just give you a, it's funny because uh, just on life insurance, people are always of two minds. They're either I'm too scared to talk about it because if I get it, I'll die, or they're afraid that um, if they don't get it, <laughs> that they're gonna something's gonna happen to them. So I get the two extremes usually. But um, do you find that just having that in place gives you a little bit of relief and comfort to not be reckless, but to take a little bit more risk in terms of going to try new things and uh, even even travel to new places or different places once we're allowed to, to travel more freely?
2: Absolutely. Um, you know, it's it's different when you have, you know, money that, um, you know, you kind of are dependent d- dependent upon, right? Um, that you know has to go to bills or, or rent or, or whatnot. Um, but to have that, you know, investment as something you know if you if you do you have issues with your car or you know you do have a family emergency or something you have something that can back you up um and that you know gives me you know freedom and it gives me confidence to say well i have that money that's going to back me up um so why not um you know take that that vacation that i've that i haven't been on in five years or spend money on you know this uh you know this friend get together that you know i i've been um been putting off because of, of money or whatnot. Um, so I think that, that that's also a positive thing that comes from it.
1: Very good. And, and is that something, uh, down the line as, as a reward for yourself, let's say when you graduate from your PhD program and you, you finish your master's, you finish your PhD, um, is there something that you have on the horizon that you're going to reward yourself with, uh, maybe a little, uh, indulgence of your own, like a, maybe a trip or, you know, there's special pair of shoes you got your eye on or something like
2: that you know what honestly it's not something i thought about but now you know i'm thinking that maybe i'm gonna be planning a trip um i mean with covid um you know i try and traveling something that's it's also very important to me so i'm trying to travel as much as um, i can and obviously that is nothing right now during covid um so maybe what i'll do is I'll, i'll save up for a big one at the end of my master's or my phd just as a reward um, and i do think i deserve
1: it <laughs> I, you absolutely deserve it you've got a lot of years ahead of you and a lot of studying and sacrificing for your time it's not just about money there's a lot of time that people uh, may not realize is, is an investment as well and and time is the only commodity that we can't control or get back and uh, that's that one thing that you are putting a lot of, of time into in, uh, you're investing in yourself by doing that. And I think that is fantastic. Um, I, I'm so excited that, uh, that you were able to join us tonight. And I'm, I'm very grateful that you agreed to come on tonight and share a little bit of your perspective. Um, and I definitely wish you all the best because you, you do deserve a trip at the end and I think you should plan for it. <laughs> well, thank you. <laughs> it's been a pleasure. <laughs> Is there um, anything else that uh, that we haven't touched on either for school or for investments? Because we have about a minute left where we can share a little tidbit with anybody um, as far as, uh, as education goes. Uh, you know, you're not just it's not just about investments and how you pursued it. It's about doing well and getting through school too, especially during you adjusted from full on campus to COVID. Don't know what we're doing, kind of in between to full on COVID. So any, any uh, inspiration there?
2: Yeah, um, I mean, we're at a point and I think that COVID's allowed us to see this better than anything is you kind of have to go with the flow. Um, you got to roll with what's thrown at you um, and learn to see the positive in what you're given. Um, I mean, COVID brings out a lot of the negativity in the world. Um, and I think if, if you want to embrace that negativity, that's totally your choice and that's the beauty of it. Um, but I think that you can choose to be positive um, and choose to see COVID as a time
1: for self-growth. That's perfectly perfect end. Thank you so much, Ashley. Thank, Thank you for having me. me.
0: Thank you for choosing to listen to Financially Speaking Radio Show. Kathy Cook-Noble will return next Monday at 4 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 3 p.m. Central, 2 p.m. Mountain, and 1 p.m. Pacific on InspireChoicesNetwork.com. We hope you'll join us. Until then, have the best week of your life by making the choices that bring you all that you desire.